Hello and welcome to Demystifying Wellness. We're your hosts, Laura Merkel and Dr. Jared Aguilar. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss how to prepare for an appointment where you may have to describe pain that you're experiencing. Let's get into it. Today we want to talk a bit about how to prepare for your appointment, whether that is with a physical therapist, a physician, a trainer, any kind of specialist. Um, If you are experiencing pain, um, we want to talk through some of the things that it's helpful to to know ahead of time and the language to describe what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. Because pain is pretty non-specific term. Would you agree it's with that? It's a beast, yeah. It's a, it's a multifactorial, unique experience. And, it, an and it's has. very um, subjective. It's very it's relative to your experience and your lifestyle. It's super personal. So um, we're just going to dive into, um, again, the language you can use around pain. Um, so the first thing is if you go to any, any sort of wellness practitioner, um, even if it's just your regular, like personal training weekly session and you're experiencing pain and you say, Hey, I have shoulder pain. Any good, um, wellness practitioner is going to probe you with some more questions. Um, so, so even if you don't have a good sense of it, they'll, they'll be able to tease a lot of information out of you. Mm -hmm. But if you can kind of do some of that prep work on your own ahead of time, it expedites the process. It gets you, um, moving a little more quickly. Um, so, um, Jared, I'll kind of would, I'll, I'll turn it over to you a little bit and you can, you can talk about some of the things that as a physical therapist you're going to ask and mm-hmm. yeah so when in the physical therapy setting or physiotherapy for if you're overseas or anywhere else in the u.s talking about pain is always is always tough and it's always unique to the individual's experience right we talked about the biopsychosocial um model and we talked a little bit about the science of pain and how that's broken down into pain not just being um a a singular cause like there's there's only one root cause to fix your pain pain is usually well pain sorry pain is uh and you know this kind of um don't say controversial but this can kind of be alarming as we kind of just touch the surface pain is an output of the brain and it's a multifactorial experience that uh is is dependent upon the person's environmental so uh, social psychological factors right um and a lot of times it doesn't necessarily equate to or equal uh, tissue damage. That's a whole another another subject probably lost some people or some people are, are questioning or hopefully uh, didn't take offense to that, but that's certainly part of the, these conversations. Long story to, to say that when we ask questions about a person's experience of pain, the sensations they're feeling, um, it can be a little challenging. So we start, you know, historically, where is it? Can you describe it? And of course, some descriptors can be throbbing, burning, aching, um, pins and needles, numbness and tingling. And on the surface, some people may be asking, like, why are you, you know, what's the need for the descriptors? But that can go a long way in telling us the, some of the causes of the pain or the root cause. Some Uh, of the mechanisms. Some of the mechanisms, sorry. 
uh, better language there. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and it, it helps us, uh, there's a term that we use in, in, in physical therapy and in medicine of differential diagnosis through the, through the descriptions of your pain experience, we can better get a sense of, is this something that requires a referral out to a different provider, um, to your primary care provider to, to get some imaging, to do other specialized tests, or is this something that's more benign or is this something that isn't as serious that, Hey, you know what, through this interview process, which is the first step in your physical therapy, uh, plan of care. It's that the first visit, the evaluation. And during that evaluation, you have this interview process or the subjective report where the, all the questions take place. Yeah. We're finding out part of this process is, are you a fit? Are you a candidate for physical therapy treatment? Or are you a candidate for physical therapy plus another referral plus another provider? Or, Hey, what, you, you know, from you saying that what you're experiencing now is a throbbing pain in your um, abdomen. And, and with these other tests, we found that Actually, there's an issue um, in your uh, abdominal aorta. This is a, a an, an aneurysm. You need to get a referral. You may you need, need you, you may out. need diagnostics. You may yeah. need um, it. It may not be muscular, yeah. and that's that's part of it is trying to figure out. Yeah. So I know it, it can be very overwhelming. It can be a lot of specific, sometimes annoying questions about your pain that a, ther- a therapist is trying to to get as much information as they can out of you. And those descriptors can definitely help with that. And some other, uh, some other, uh, you know, questions you might commonly ask is, is it intermittent? Is it constant? Is it variable? Uh, or does the, the pain type change? And we're, we're getting that, again, that differential diagnosis. Because when you're talking with a provider, when we're, when we're gathering this information, in school they tell you that, hey, have a list of at least 30 possible conditions or cases that this, that this client, this patient can potentially be presenting with. And through the descriptions that, that you give, as the client, and then later through the, the testing, that helps us narrow down those conditions to a primary hypothesis and some competing ones. So well, as much information as you can give, the better. So that's that's a lot of like why they ask the questions and, and what kind of information you might gather from these responses. But it, as, as someone entering into an appointment beforehand, some of the things they're, they're going to ask you, they're going to ask you those descriptive terms that you just gave a nice list of like throbbing, sharp, aching, um, pins and needles, dull, constant, it happens quick, like what all those things. Those are really great descriptive words. Um, but some other, and, and you said location is, is a location, big one. So yeah. where where do you feel it? It's your knee. Okay, where in your knee? In the top, the front, the, you know, all these things are really helpful. Point, can you point to it? Mm-hmm. Um, you draw so, it on a body chart. That's a, another great practice. There. Exactly. Um, so they'll ask you location. They'll ask you the sensations to describe the sensations. They'll often ask something about, like, duration. Like, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. Is it happening constantly? Do you feel this more with movement or rest? Or yeah. at rest? Um, they'll ask you things like, how frequently are you feeling this pain? Is Are you feeling it on a daily basis? Are you feeling it every time you stand up from a chair? Are you feeling like, those sorts yeah. of things the are really helpful. The functional movements that, that trigger, what triggers it? And and I think that's, that's where it gets tricky for a lot of people. Because I think that we don't always pay close attention to, to what we're doing around those sensations. Um, but... I've found that it can be really helpful to um, actually journal. So yeah. in like the week 
or two leading up to an appointment to any time you feel that pain, just take a note, jot it down. What were you doing in that moment? How does it feel? Um, and, and then that way you can kind of come in and you can, if they say, Hey, do you feel it? Um, so, so for example, um, I knew someone who had pain in their knee and they said they felt it when they were pivoting. And I said, okay, are you feeling it when you pivot to the left or the right? Or do you feel it in both directions? And they said, oh man, I don't know. Yeah. So that information can be helpful. And particularly like a, a, in a physical therapy setting, you're, you're using that as a diagnostic tool in a training session, a set, a setting, sorry. Um, I am using it to say like, okay, what kinds of movements are going to be in an uncomfortable range of motion? Like mm-hmm. what, what might I want to hold back on? Um, because as a trainer, I can't diagnose, I can refer you to someone. Um, I can say, you know, I really think that you, you're saying that you've experienced this sensation for four weeks now and it hasn't gotten better. I think this would be a great opportunity to see a physical therapist. Um, but I can say, okay, you still want to get your workout. What are the pain-free ranges of motion that we can still work? Mm-hmm. And so it's helpful to know when you're experiencing this pain. Is it all the time? Is it only during certain movements? Um, do you feel it after the fact? Um, these are all really good things to just pay attention to as somebody who is experiencing pain. And, and every single person on the planet, I'm sure, has experienced some form of pain at some point in their life. So just starting to ask yourself these questions around when, when are you feeling it? What are you doing when you're feeling these sensations? Is it the same sensation all the time? Is it a dull ache all the time? And then when you bend your knee, it's sharp. Mm -hmm. Like these, these descriptors are really helpful for any sort of wellness practitioner who you might be working with. Yeah. And I'll just say that that's great. And we also have to take into consideration like the type of person, the personality um, that's that's doing the documentation. So if you're somebody that, that says, oh, you know, keeping track of my, uh, if you know, call it a pain journal, if that seems overwhelming, then that, that's certainly not something you have to do. It's just being, all it is is just come boiling down to being more mindful For of sure. how you move. Because some people, they may they may hear this and say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep a pain journal. And oh, when I do a, when I come up from sitting for a while and I stand up, I have this immense sharp pain. And then over time you document that. And then maybe this person becomes fearful mm. of going from the seated to a standing position. And then they have this, this journal, this data that says, oh yeah, that's so much pain with this movement. And that now becomes a bad movement or they have a negative emotional experience due to their maybe excessive journaling or documentation. Yeah. So there's certainly a, we want to, we don't want to make that turn into a negative yeah. aspect, which, well, which it can. And I'm not necessarily suggesting that you journal for like all the time about your pain, but like say for instance, you are playing a pickup game of basketball and you roll your ankle and you're feeling pain. Um, taking and and you you want to maybe you don't want to go to a physical therapist right away maybe you don't have great insurance maybe you want to see if it gets better on its own then a journal could be helpful because you could say 
okay, I noticed that I rated like this pain really highly in the beginning, but now it's a week later and it's feeling a lot better. Um, that can be kind of helpful information to see like, is it getting better? Is it staying constant? Um, and like you said, it's, it's, it's different for different people. I am like very anal and like <laughs> really enjoy um, being very specific. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to, anytime I go to see a specialist, I have like my list of notes that I've made that I'm like, hey, I notice in this specific activity that is as a dancer, I do this all the time. Um, I'm feeling this sensation. That's helpful for me. Some people might like it, maybe just like recording um, or yeah, or just paying attention, just paying attention to what you're feeling. I think the key thing there is if you can relate it to your meaningful activities yeah. and doing it, the, the associating with the things you love, because then it's related to, you know, for, in my case, training or, you know, somebody's workout or managing their workload or managing the weights that they do off in their training. And it could be whether you're a performance artist mm -hmm. or whether, um, you're a runner tracking your mileage, tracking, all right, I was able to run. X amount of miles and my pain was decreased two notches since the last time or I was able to run further with less pain that's that's huge because that's yeah. a way to measure your progress in your in your sport in your activity and the, the meaningful activity you love and track your in your day-to-day -day life so if you're saying like you know I have a lifestyle where I sit at a desk all the time but I'm feeling all this pain every time I get up at the end of the day mm -hmm. that could be that's helpful information for a specialist because they can say all right well like we know that your job requires you to be here yeah so I'm not trying or... I'm not trying to change your career trajectory how can we work with what what your lifestyle, uh, how can we work within your lifestyle um, to reduce these sensations that you're experiencing? Yeah, it's all about seeing how we can strategize ways. So if that looks like, oh, let's let's see if we can change your posture um, or provide you a different posture throughout the workday, maybe get a standing mm -hmm. desk and so maybe you're here for 20 minutes and then we change you for the next hour just to give you a little bit of movement if you were stuck at a desk. For Just eight giving hours you something a day. to think about while you're sitting at your desk. Mm -hmm. um, something like visualization techniques yeah. um, can be hugely helpful. So so just understanding like here are the here are the questions we're asking. Why are we asking these questions? We're asking these questions because we wanna we wanna get to we wanna understand how we can best serve you and how we can best um, help you um, move away from this pain and um yeah it's all about and, it's all about determining yeah. building that therapeutic alliance just that alliance building a relationship with mm -hmm. your clients you can best understand what they're going through and, and empathize with their condition so you can give them the best course of action so to recap a little bit um when we're trying to talk about our pain we're trying to figure out what descriptive words our best um, and it doesn't have to be like from this list that we're saying um, if there is something else that you can relate to what you're feeling like if you say like oh it's like I touched a hot stove mm -hmm. like that's helpful mm -hmm. um, so figuring out how you can describe your sensations is hugely helpful how how long do you feel these sensations do you feel them in specific movements if so what movements um, when did this start? Was there a specific like onset or did it gradually happen? 
um, location. So location, duration, frequency, intensity, description, um, all that, all those concepts are, they're really helpful. So just knowing that if you're going into any kind of appointment where you are experiencing pain and you're looking for help with that pain relief, that these are some good things to think about ahead of time and just kind of think mm -hmm. out like, what are your responses going to be to these questions? Mm -hmm. And if you go to a specialist who isn't asking all these questions, is that someone you want to be working with? Mm -hmm. um, are they considering all the factors in your life? Are they taking a holistic? And I, I use the word holistic with well, asterisk yeah. because that's another word that's been really did, commercialized. But did their ego get the best of them, and they asked you a few questions, and you could tell they are already predetermined with their bias of what their of their primary hypothesis, and they maybe didn't start with the list of oh, well, it could be thirty conditions. Mm -hmm. How do we, you know, it looks really tedious. You know, and I've had scenarios where a client or a patient may think that you know, oh, you're a new therapist, you have to do all these tests and whatnot. When in reality, um, an, old, <laughs> an older therapist or therapist that's been practicing longer may be true. They've, they've recognized some patterns and they can jump to a conclusion. But if you're still not doing these tests to rule out and, and mm -hmm. just have a, and have a stronger belief or confirmation in your, your potential um, primary hypothesis, then that's not necessarily some – you're not working with somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. They're just making sure they're going to give you the right plan of action. So yeah. that's something else to consider. And, and along that same vein, um, there are a lot of, in, in pretty much every specialty, um, there are, there are some practitioners that work with certain populations over others. So if you are a runner, um, you might find it helpful to work with somebody who's worked with a lot of runners because there are some things they may recognize that somebody who works primarily with um, non-runners or like sedentary folks might not pick up on as yeah. quickly. Um, for like for me um, as a dancer, I think it can be really helpful to work with somebody who has some experience in dance because there are some dance-specific conditions. For sure. Um, and so that's that's kind of where that plays into that too. Um, and that goes into choosing your practitioner, which we talked a little bit about a couple episodes back. But um, but definitely understanding your pain experience, being mindful of your pain experience, the sensations that you're experiencing in your body and how might you describe them other than this hurts. Um, that can be, that can, just having that prepared ahead of time can go a long way. Because especially in, um, in the setting of seeing um, like a medical professional, you can get that white coat syndrome where yeah. you get nervous yeah. and you don't get a chance to say all the things you want to say and you, you, you kind of blank on what, you're, what you're remembering. So if you can do that prep work ahead of time, that can be really helpful. Definitely. And in some cases you're, you're rushed um, mm -hmm. or you may, or the, it may be a busy clinic and you start late. So, um, you're forced with having to remember all this, all these aspects under a, under a rush. time crunch. Yeah, under time crunch, and that's that's really tough. That's stressful. And so. then you may end up leaving feeling like you were you weren't heard, or you didn't get to express everything that you needed or, to. Like, yeah, so. you're on your drive home, and you're like, oh, I forgot to tell them that I feel this thing. Yeah. Um. So so 
And and a lot of that, to be fair, is on the practitioner. It's on yes. the, the medical professional. Um, if they're making you feel rushed and like you don't have a chance to say what you need to say, again, that comes down. That comes back to: is this a good fit for you? Yeah. Um, and and we under but we understand that a lot of times, based on your insurance or lack thereof, you might not have a lot of choices. And so knowing that you might not have a lot of choices. Um, here's how you can kind of prepare yourself. Totally. Totally. So that's it. So if you experience pain, try to be as specific as possible in, in your mind, knowing what you experience, understanding what you experience in terms of, um, how you describe it. And there you go. There you have it. Yeah. And also be, be comfortable and be okay with the fact that a lot of pain isn't specific, so it may be variable and it may be weird sounding and you may freak a, a coach, a trainer, a therapist out when you explain it, but just know that that's your, you should feel validated in your experience. That and, sorry, this reminded me of one more thing, but um, a lot of times, so I've had this experience when I've gone to um, a physical therapist and they asked me about my, I described my pain experience, you know, I told you that I'm usually quite thorough. I can tell you a lot about it. Um, and then, so that's the, that's the verbal part of your evaluation. And there's usually a physical part as well, where they're mm -hmm. going to move you through some different ranges of motion and test some things out. Yep. And I remember being, you know, a young active person. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I did my research or I did my legwork. I explained my pain as clearly as I could. And then they took me through all these different ranges of motion and they would say like, oh, does it hurt when you do this? Does it hurt when you do this? And all of them, my answer was no. And I was like, oh man, they must, they probably think I'm faking it. They don't believe me. They don't believe that this pain is real. Yeah. Um, and that that's really just not how that works. Right. <laughs> um, there's a difference between feeling pain in a passive exercise or somebody else is moving your body for you versus an active yeah. motion. Um, or like under pressure or with speed or, or yeah, recreating your, your performance. Yeah. And so, so if you do find yourself in that scenario, they're not necessarily testing out if you're be they're not testing to see if you're telling the truth. They're just, again, it's another diagnostic tool. They're ruling things out mm -hmm. and it, it is usually a good thing if you're not feeling pain and certain reason. I mean, it's not, it doesn't actually matter. It's, it's information. It's, it's just it's information. Data. It's just information. And so if you do feel pain, be honest about it. If you don't be honest about it, you don't have to feel pressure to feel something in a, that you're not feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, so as long as you're being as honest and as clear as you can about your experience, um, that's, what's going to be the most helpful for your, for your, um, practitioner. Yeah. Well said. This has been another episode of Demystifying Wellness. We thank you for joining us. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, share with a friend, or leave a review. And be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Laura Merkel Fitness and at Jarrett the Physio. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and be sure to tune in next time for more Demystifying Wellness.